Hello everyone, um, this is Edgar. Um, I'm here with Sebas. Hi everybody. Hey Sebas, um, so we, uh, I know we've been off for a little while, we should we definitely want to apologize for that, we've had some uh, personal issues to deal with, uh, and let's be honest, we've been distracted by the World Cup, sorry. <laughs> no, just <laughs> Maybe distracted with the World Cup. <laughs> um, we want to retake this and we want to start talking about uh, our thoughts really on, on how this World Cup has, has been. Um, what our impressions have been of the South American team's performance uh, in this World Cup, and of course talk about the finalists of, of this championship. So, uh, Celes, I don't know if you want to kick it off, giving us your impressions about the, uh, our people. Yeah, our people. Well, I think... Uh, I mean, like... Uh, I think South America is lacking a little bit more strong teams. We have, a, for me, Brazil was a disappointment in that way because I thought Brazil was going to do more and, you know, like a, against Belgium and, and it was going to move forward farther. I mean, to see a, a semifinals and finals in which there, there are not less of American teams for me is an indication that definitely things are not going as they should in mm -hmm. South America. Because, I don't know, but probably in the U.S. people are not very related to, to South American soccer, but in South America, it's the main sport, you know, it's the, where people, most of the people invest resources on, where most governments also invest in it. So if you're in, it's like the, basically like the only sport that they do that. And, you know, if you don't see resu uh, results, it's kind of disappointing, right? Yeah. And I, th I think that... Yeah, Brazil, Argentina, which were probably two of the favorites. Uruguay, they yeah, like they they didn't move, they didn't go far, and that was disappointing in some way. I think uh, especially Argentina, especially Argentina didn't didn't have a good team this time. Uh, they had excellent players, but not a good team, which is made makes a difference, right? Yep. And uh, the coach was not the best either. San Paoli did a lot of mistakes. He, he lost the trust of his players. We've seen sometimes that that happens, for example, in the World Cup in 2006, in which France lost the confidence of their coach, but then they had a second coach in the player with them, with Wazidan, you know, like, <laughs> so they didn't have a player like that either, you know, they, they didn't have a leader in the, in, the, in the field, and they didn't have a leader as a coach, so I think that was a problem, and yeah, more or less that's what I thought, I, I think. Uh, is disappointing. Yeah. I don't want this, the Conmebol to become like a Concacaf. That will be very disappointing. Just to go to tournaments, just because, just with the idea of participating, and with the idea or the ideal to compete to win. To That's, win. Yeah. yeah. And and granted, I mean, where we're from, we're not used to winning. But I, I think, at least for me, it was a major disappointment to see. Brazil and Uruguay out. I honestly was shocked that Argentina made it out of the out of the group stage. Um, I didn't think they deserved it. I honestly didn't even think think they deserved to be in the World Cup um, because how they qualified, um, beating in the last uh, day of the qualifier, a Ecuadorian team full of under twenty one players. Um, so yeah, anyway, no, they didn't even call the main, like probably not even four players of the main squad, did they? No, they yeah. did not. So, yeah, so, so that you know, and and uh, man, I mean, you qualify like that, 
there's problems. You know there's problems. And not do anything about it. Um, not change the players. Not. Um, it, it just didn't seem... I, I don't know. It, it seemed... Uh, from the outside, it seemed to me that Sampaoli tried to try to change things. But he couldn't. And, and he didn't. Um, he yeah, called essentially the same people and they just didn't, didn't perform well. Yeah. It's, it, it, I don't know what's happening in Argentina. I think that there is a lot of uh, problems in the managerial problems. You know, having five coaches in less than 10 years yeah. and, you know, having coaches that I've never heard before. And, you know, like they had Maradona, for instance, for a time. Do you remember? <laughs> How can I forget? I mean, yeah. If you're calling Maradona as a coach, you're kind of desperate and it's incredible because Argentina is a factory of, of coaches you know they could yeah. call Peckerman they can call I don't know like there were like five teams in the World Cup with an Argentina and coach yeah and Argentina had the worst of them <laughs> so it's all disappointing <laughs> to see that you know yeah. well in Colombia we have kind of like the same problem because we, you know like we have an Argentinian coach and two of the two Colombian coach were also in the World Cup, but none with Colombia. Mm-hmm. But our coach works, you know, like the decision, whatever they made, is working now. But, uh, but see, yeah. I, I don't, I, you know, I don't know, as, as someone, you know, obviously you too, but as someone that works and makes decisions, sometimes your decisions don't work out the way you want them to. And that is okay. I mean, obviously it's better and you'll be more successful if your decisions work, right? Um, but to me, as a coach, and to, to me, it just feels like there is a problem with coaching and the strategy that can be criticized, but there's also a problem with the players themselves. Yeah. You know, that they didn't... It just didn't seem that they tried. I, I am sorry. I mean, and I've seen it with Peru. I mean, teams before this one, previous qualifiers, just didn't seem to try. Um, their best, and no one is asking, you know, at least in Peru, of course, going, you know, just talking about that, no one is asking them to win every game, because that is impossible, but we're asking to try, you know, to, to give it their best, because that's their job, it's the only thing they have to do, they don't have to go and, you know, manage a Fortune 500 company after doing, you know, playing a game, that's their job, and I just didn't feel that with Argentina, um, in, in this World Cup, um, so it was disappointing, very disappointing for me. Um, I was disappointed with Brazil because they, like you said, Sebas, I thought they would get further and they didn't. I did not like Neymar in this tournament as much. Katie and I had a really interesting argument about Neymar because she no, thought... For those who doesn't know, Katie is Edgar's wife. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, because she argues that Neymar was hit a lot of times Therefore, that's why he has to, you know, throw himself to the to the floor as as he did, pretend, right? Um, and I was like, yeah, but you know, he's exaggerating a little too much. But then, if you think about it, if he doesn't do that, you know, maybe maybe the maybe the ref won't believe him. But then you have this other issue of if he doesn't do that, and if he does that too much, the ref won't believe him even when he gets fouled. Right for real. Yeah, but I think I think that he shouldn't do that. Like players shouldn't be acting these things. That's why there is so much technology, and that's why they invested in VAR and they invested in having more referees around the field to check that out. 
Obviously, that's not working because I have like it was not only Neymar. Many players and yeah, and many many decisions were taken by by acting by looking at players doing yep. like some sort of a show, but, and that but, was really bad. <laughs> but but that's the thing. Like if Neymar doesn't quote unquote act or exaggerate, then you you are not he if if he doesn't do that and he just keeps playing then they're never going to call a foul on him even though he is getting hit so anyway we don't we don't have to spend a lot of time on that yeah but what, what i think is that you know like brazil is a team that is so strong and they have yes. so many players that they they shouldn't be doing that because they shouldn't have the need to do that you know like if, if colombia you, does it or a team that is not as strong maybe they can depend on that but brazil they they can i mean but but they, against they belgium that. yeah and against belgium no you know no that. no but but against belgium france did that Mbappé, yeah. their best player, did that. Yeah. A couple of times that were, like, honestly, I don't know how he didn't get a yellow card. Because there was one specially that he just completely threw himself like he had been, you know, punched in the face. But, you know, he was just trying to get a penalty. So, anyway, I, you know, it's part of the game, I, I think. And unfortunately, I wish, I wish players didn't feel like they have to do that. I wish players would know. Hey, we have cameras all over the place now, so we're gonna really know if you're if you're pretending or not. Um, so st so stop pretending. Uh, and I think once that comes across to the players, they're gonna stop pretending as much. And yeah. once players like Neymar, because honestly, I do think this is true, feel like they're being quote unquote taken care of, like they're not getting because he was the most foul player on on in the World Cup. Uh, that feel that they're taken care of, then they, I, I think that they they will you know feel feel a little better and stop doing that. But yeah, anyway, but I don't know. But I think like uh, they need uh, they need to the referees need to like like you know like a penalty uh, that a little bit more you know like give the give uh, like yellow cards for that. And yeah, I didn't see one yellow yep. card for acting. Yep. I've seen them before. That's you know, true. Tournament, so I don't know. I don't know why they didn't do it that much this time. Yeah, that's but, true. But anyhow, um, I think so far it's it's been a very exciting workout. I mean, it's one uh, with a lot of surprises, a lot of uh, matches that uh, went as unexpected. Teams like uh, that I never heard of those teams before. For example, doing uh, something like unbelievable, like for example, like Iceland tying against Argentina, and you know, like. Germany losing in the group stage, which hasn't happened in a while, and is the current champion. So definitely a lot of surprises. So right what has been? What do you think has been like the biggest to, surprise to, me, to you? To me, the biggest surprise was um, definitely I think to to see um, Germany out, out in the group stage, and also to see Spain out so quickly. Um, you know, when you see how they played, it's not so much of a surprise, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but definitely on paper and before the World Cup, you know, you 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 could imagine those teams going going through, um, you know, deep right Th through the like semifinals. Yeah, at least. yeah. I thought I thought Germany at some point was going to do it because, you know, they lost against Mexico, one 0 mm -hmm. and then they played against uh, Sweden. Yep. And they won at the last minute with 10 players. That was so an awesome, that was an that awesome was, game, though. Yeah, that was also a comeback right right there. And then they played against... Um, a, what was the team name? 
<laughs> just searching for it. They played South Korea. Oh, right? sorry, yeah, South Korea. Yeah. And they lost against South Korea. Yep. So, you know, like, they put all the efforts, but they didn't achieve what they were supposed to to do with a team that is not, not, not it was already, like, out of the tournament. Yep, I, I don't understand that. I don't, I don't understand why, you, you know, like, so Korea was out, you know, you had the chance to qualify, why don't you, like, try your best to qualify? I have the feeling that they didn't try. I have the, you know, like, they, they, how the German team played sometimes left me a lot of doubts that they were not, they were, like, a little bit overconfident, I think, and, you know, like, uh, you saw, like, uh, they have Ozil and uh, really good players there, I don't know why they couldn't, like, put the effort to win this thing. I, but I don't know, I don't know, to me, if it was much of an effort in their case, I just think that they... I think your point, though, about confidence was true. Just like Croatia against Peru in the friendly that I saw, Croatia thought that they were better. And, you know, it's a friendly, so who cares? Uh, And boom, Peru beats them 2-0 in the friendly. Same thing, I think Germany thought they were better than Mexico. uh, You know, in their minds, right? Not Mm -hmm. that they didn't train for it or anything. And they were surprised that Mexico came, you know, with, with... just a lot of stamina and passion to try to win that game. That, that was a good game as well. Yeah, but I mean, to be honest, like Mexico was not a very strong team, right? I mean, well, they, they had a good, a good, a good start, and but yeah. they lost. But it was it's the Mexico that we have always seen. It's a Mexico with not that very good players. The order they didn't have any triple A player. Like I don't, I don't know if your star is Chicharito Hernandez, and that's like your star of a team. I think you are in problems, you know, like if you have to call uh, players that, are, that should be retired, you know, like Rafa Marquez, for instance. <laughs> yeah. When I saw Rafa Marquez, I really thought he was already like gone. You know, yeah. like when I saw him playing there, I was like, what is that guy doing here? But, I don't know. Yeah, but they, they did have that kid, uh, Lozano. Uh, two kilos, I don't yeah, I liked him. Yeah, he was very he's good. Really, really good. Really, really yeah. excellent. Yeah. I mean, I but I agree with you. Like, I I don't know. I I definitely expected more from Mexico in this after the first game. You know, after seeing that first game and how because they played well, um, and I think it surprised everyone that they played so well. I expected that they would do better, but but they didn't. Um, yeah. You know, I'm I'm fortunate for sure. Um, Ooh, what about disappointments? What do you think? What were your disappointments? No, I think uh, Germany was one. Spain, Argentina, of course. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that it, it could have been great to see more of, uh, for example, African teams. Yep. Like Nigeria and Senegal. I, I think they. I like them. They were good teams. I like them. Yeah, but they they left their work of like so early, right? Yep. So I think I don't know, like. Also Egypt. Oh, that was with, a disappointment. With with Salah, and yep. Salah was only able to play. He he got injured a little bit, right? So he yep. wasn't able to play the first the game. Ma- the first yeah. game. So, yeah, I think that that was too. For me, I, I mean, to be honest, mm-hmm. if I tell you, like, I think that a big disappointment was the, the like the group in which Colombia, like the the bracket <laughs> that we had. I think we, if we had won against England, we could have made it to the, a semi-final at least. Yeah, I think so too. And because you know, like the next one was gonna be Sweden, and then Croatia. 
So, and I, I mean, not to, you know, like you never know, it's football, but I think Colombia has a better team than Sweden. And we almost made it against England. So for me, that was like a shocker. <laughs> it was like, oh my God. But yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, inter it's interesting to see the teams that made it this far. I mean, the teams that made it this far are teams that play well in general. Like, they don't only have a good offense, they don't only have a good defense. And that there are teams that have a good defense that attack really well, and that attack really well, like, in, in many different situations. They can attack you from set pieces, they can attack you, like, you know, from really, like, strong players up, up, up there, or they can even attack you with really fast players like Mbappé or Sterling, for example, with England. Mm -hmm. Uh, or even Ma Mandzukic himself, who you know throws himself to the sides, or Perisic who throws himself to the sides, and and tries to cross balls. Um, it's teams that have a lot of arguments. It, it seems the the ones that have made it this far, and I I like that. I mean, it's been an amazing World Cup, probably the best I've seen in my lifetime. Yeah, I think uh, this one and the one in Brazil were really two really good like World Cups. I definitely think that this one has, a, you know, like a very good level and we have seen really good matches and teams that are really a good surprise. For example, Belgium was an excellent surprise. They played really well. I think uh, Croatia is an excellent surprise today, for example, like yeah. how we played against England. Gr was just greatest incredible. surprise to me, for yeah. sure. And, and France as well. I mean, France, uh, you know, they didn't do very well in the last World Cup. And in you know like Zidane also like well, that was the last time they made it to a final when Zidane was playing. Right. So I think this is a good time. It's a team that has only won once a World Cup final. Mm -hmm. So you know like it's, it's good. It's good to see that France made it. I like it like because they have a very diverse team as well. If you see mm -hmm. it, it's like they come from all over the world, <laughs> like yeah. from all their former colonies. Because <laughs> I, I yeah I think so. I think like some no, of them true. are some of them are not even born in in France. Mm -hmm. Same with England. Like some of the players were not are not English. I think they were like they were not uh, born in England or something like that. But I, I like that. I like that they have a mixture of like they they are able to perform different tasks as well. So the players are really skilled in so many different ways. So they are dangerous in so many ways. Yep. The only uh, thing that I think like uh, the team mm -hmm. needs, um, I think it restrains itself to play at uh, at its full potential for sometimes. And it, it doesn't want. Sometimes it doesn't give the hundred percent. But you know what? I think but it does that on purpose. Yeah, but but it shouldn't be like that, though. You know, like when when we saw like that match against like Denmark against France, that was not very exciting, right? But no, but I, I, the way I see it is that that's something else. I think that's both of them being like, you know what, this is over. Let's not hurt <laughs> each other. That's something else. The way I see it is France knows when to turn it on, and. If they don't have to, they won't. They'll wait for you. And they'll defend, and they'll wait. And that's worked. That's worked for them. If you see like the stats of the Peru-France game, Peru had the ball more than France did, which is honestly kind of shocking. Um, and there's a lot of games in which the other team has the ball more than France does. Um, they've, they've developed this confidence and strategy that I mean it's extremely interesting to see they they wait and they know how to defend 
and they attack when they have to and they throw the ball to Mbappé if they need to or they like I said they have a lot of arguments to 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 harm you to score uh, and they just know how to use them really well yeah no it's true they have it's a really young squad as well so we probably yeah. probably the next World Cup is going to be also exciting there, <laughs> and and there's that right yeah. yeah and Belgium too is 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 young and England is is a England is the youngest squad in the World Cup oh my god yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's been exciting. Um, I don't know. I, I, you know, like Ronaldo is moving, is going to Juventus right now, um, and they paid a hundred million euros for the guy. And I wrote on Facebook that I think it's a disappointment that people are paying a hundred millions for Ronaldo, not because anything against Ronaldo. I think he's an excellent player, and he, he has, he's still an excellent player. You know. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't have potential, you know. Like his his soccer and his stamina is gonna go down, you know. Like you cannot compare Ronaldo when he moved from Manchester United to Real right. Madrid when he was 24 to a Ronaldo right now who's 33, you know. Yep. So I don't know why, but I was thinking like, why don't those teams invest more in these players? Like you know, like for example, Kane or players like these like Mbappé or stuff like that you know you really want to shape a team maybe you should do it with players like these right mm-hmm. I don't know but I I, I think I, I think that you know I think that in the, I think you would have been completely right two years ago or a year ago maybe mm-hmm. but the way this sport works now in which Mbappé cost what 200 million or, or no Neymar sorry 250 million um, and there's talk that he's gonna move to Real Madrid next year I mean just think about that they spent 200 million today and they're gonna get back 300 or 400 million in in two years so in that scenario a hundred a hundred doesn't seem like that much anymore which is yeah, insane right. which is insane yeah the market should be like that yeah, yeah, which is insane. So the expectation is that Neymar... So, you know, in, in a crazy, twisted way, the expectation is that Neymar repays, quote-unquote repays, the $250 million he, 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 you know, he, he, he cost uh, in two years, and then they sell him off and they make a profit. Um, so the same thing with Ronaldo. They're going to pay, they pay 100 hundred. And they expect that he's gonna repay those hundred by playing for them for two three years. I mean, he's gonna do it. I mean, Ronaldo is still playing well. I mean, my my concern is more that you know, like I believe that, that football should be more a process. You know, when you are building yeah. a team, it should be more a process that you build players right. to to shape shape your players to play together to see things like what we saw in Barcelona five years ago, for example. Right. But uh, I don't see that. Uh, I don't know why. Like, yeah, like if you have uh, the the resources and the money to do it. I don't know why you go for players like Ronaldo. I mean, nothing against Ronaldo again. Like, I think he's excellent, and he has proven to be one of the best, right? Yeah. But I don't think he's gonna be the best in two years from now. That's my 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 thing, you know. Like, but but anyhow, I. Pro- they yeah. probably have like marketing teams thinking about these and they're like, right. yeah, well, we're going to sell this amount of shirts and this amount of tickets and... Exactly. You know. Our stock's going to go up. I mean, it's... You know, if you think about all, all, all what is around soccer and even the game itself, 
yeah, it seems like a good investment, but it wouldn't have. It would have been insane if you take away if if the Neymar thing hadn't happened. I think yeah. if the Neymar thing hadn't happened, if the Mbappe thing hadn't happened, if the world we live in hadn't happened now, like if this was two years ago, paying a hundred for a player that is 33, 34 years old would have been like crazy. I mean, who, who, you know, that never happens. People are saying that Guerrero and Farfan's careers are over um, because they're 33 years old. I, imagine paying a hundred, a hundred million for for you know for for a player that old. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't, for example, like, I love Falcao, but I will never pay, I think, 50 million euros for Falcao is still a lot. It's, you know, like... Yeah, of course, it's a lot of money for a player yeah. that is old. I mean, it's yeah, it's, 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 it's insane. It's, you know, the, the world changed when that happened, when Neymar was sold to Barcelona. Um, and I think, just yes, the markets are crazy. Today, I read that uh, N'Golo Kante, the, the uh, French midfielder, mm-hmm. um, is being courted by Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Paris Saint-Germain. And mm. Barcelona decided not to pursue him anymore because Chelsea does not want less than a hundred million for him. No, it's so insane. It's so insane. They were <laughs> saying also that, they, that apparently Real Madrid was Juan Fernando Quintero. I was like, Ay, come on. <laughs> you really want that guy? I mean, well, I don't know. Yeah, but you know, talking about transfers and connecting to the World Cup a little bit, I find it fascinating. I read an article, well, two things. A, uh, I've seen a lot of articles about soccer in the New York Times lately, and I find that really weird. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because I just, you know, I'm so not used to seeing so much about soccer in in the New York Times. It just seems so foreign, but whatever. That's point number one. Point point number two, um, one of those articles was talking about something I had actually read somewhere else too, uh, that was that, you know, scouts today don't look at the World Cup to make buying decisions anymore. Uh, Oh, really? Yeah. Unless unless you are uh, a breakout star like like James Rodriguez last year. Yeah, last last World Cup. Right. Yeah, and and Navas. Right, and, yeah. you're, and you are Real Madrid, and Real Madrid likes those type of players, right? Media attention all over them, um, you know, that, that type of, like, hype, right? Yeah. Um, so, you know, very few transfers actually happen because of the World Cup. Um, the, the, it, the World Cup, if anything, serves to confirm expectations of soccer players. And, and it's fascinating because the, there's all of these scout teams, you know, that, that this most teams have and they have they have information about every single player in the World Cup that they expect to see and you know they, they won't buy a player because he performed well in the World Cup they will maybe buy him or tilt their heads to buy him if he confirms their suspicion that he's already a good player worth for you know that, that will fit their team well so yeah. You know, I, people were saying, for example, that in our case, that Carrillo should go to because he was probably the best player for our team. It's gonna go to you know an amazing European team or whatever. No, he's he's not. Uh, apparently, he's gonna be sold to Saudi Arabia, which I think, and I'm saying right now, is a huge mistake. Um, yeah, that's killing your career. Yep, and you may make a lot of money, but what happened to Farfan is gonna happen to you. You are not gonna play. You're gonna be sad, and you're gonna be just unhappy that you're somewhere like that. So you you shouldn't do that if you're hearing this. <laughs> yeah. Um. But it, you know, and it's just 
is is that so Carrillo could go to a different team and he should and you know there's then Advincula the right back Um, but those teams have been following them for a while and they've seen their performance in the World Cup and you know it's convinced them maybe or or you know added some points in their favor yeah I think well I think the World Cup gives like some like credentials when they're selling the players probably not right now but in the you know when they're doing those transactions and you show well this player played for the national team or Tunisia or whatever, you know, like they can argue that he's right. worth certain amount of money. It, it certainly gives the managers and the teams like some chips to negotiate. But I don't, yeah, you're right. I don't think it should be based on that. It's only a tournament in which like the average team plays three matches, you know, like exactly. <laughs> it's hard to judge a player just by three matches or four even. But uh, nevertheless, I think. Um, is, is, is incredible well talking about the market that is so crazy right now also i think probably they're talking about that about those transactions and about the soccer movies because i think it's becoming the most of the like at, at, at a sport in which a lot of money is, is moving in and out you know it was yeah. not the case before and now i think uh, it's like uh, besides uh, uh, mcgregor the boxer I think Ronaldo and Messi are like the players who like get more dividends out of like the sport, you know. So yep. So that's exciting. That's interesting to see. I don't know. I I, I, I don't. It's interesting because of the U.S. doesn't seem to pay that much attention to soccer here, but hopefully it changes. I I think it will. I I think it will, and I think that. Um, uh, you know, I've noticed around here a lot of people paying attention to the World Cup. Even even people that work, you know, with me, uh, 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 you know, doing software, paying attention, watching the games, uh, knowing what's going on. It's you know, it's it, it's fascinating, and and it's it makes me happy to be honest with you. Yeah, so, it's just that it's it's taking the position that oh no, I don't like soccer because it's played abroad and whatever. That's giving your back to the world because every country on earth is playing this thing, you know. And countries are starting to make changes, like China is investing in, in their league and is bringing in like more famous players, and so the area and you know they do all these to motivate their people to play more soccer, right? And to eventually at some point in their lives have a competitive team or something. But I think, uh, yeah, I think probably at some point the US probably gonna start doing that. But. Uh, I don't see it happening soon like that to have a competitive team, but maybe they can make it to the next World Cup, hopefully. <laughs> well, and they'll be hosting soon, so the oh, yeah. World Cup. Oh, so yeah. that's oh, my God. that's going to be, you know, they have to prepare. You, you, you need to at least make it far um, if you're going to be hosting the World Cup. Yeah, it's going to be a messy World Cup. <laughs> Three <laughs> countries, my God. Well, anyhow. But how do you see the final? How do you see like the teams? Like, who's your favorite for this yeah, final? Yeah, I'm not gonna say who's my favorite just because every time I say my favorite, they lose. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, remember when we gave our top eight? No. <laughs> and in those top eight, we didn't mention Croatia. Well, yeah. <laughs> I just can't. I I'm just so surprised just because you know I had just seen them play Peru in Miami, and. It's not like they didn't play well, they were competitive, but it didn't 
they, it just didn't seem like they were going to make it far to me. I thought they would make it out of the group stage, and that's pretty much it. Um, so, yeah, shocking. I mean, that's probably the biggest shock, you know, like like we've said. Yeah. And to tell you the truth, I mean, I, I go, I think, uh, well, because my, my here at home, like, everybody's, like, uh, my, my girlfriend and everybody, like, wants friends to win. But I think... Uh, I don't know. I, I think if they lose against Croatia, it's not as bad. You know, like it was, I think I didn't want England to win this thing, but you know, like I think Croatia is all right. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it's a good team. It's a good team. Yeah, I I so the, here's what I see. I see a France that plays really really well, that doesn't is is not the 2002 Brazil, right? The 2002 Brazil destroyed everyone that was in front of them. You know, had extraordinary players. Just played this like Jogo Bonito football. You know, um, that <coughs> that we all remember so fondly. Um, France is not that. France is a practical team that attacks well. Has a lot of arguments to attack. So anyway, I see France like that. I I think they have an edge. To be honest, they have Mbappe, who is a superstar, and he's 19. Um, yeah, I mean they have just Pogba. They have an extraordinary team. Yeah. Um, just I, you, know, you could just mention one, all of them because yeah, they're just, all amazing. Just one question I, I, or one thought: like, is it incredible that Benzema is not playing the French team, right? So we are, if to think about. Well, but you do know why, right? Yeah, I think it was something related to indiscipline. Yeah. He fought against the federation in some yeah. way. French federation didn't like him around and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pr- pretty much. That sums it up. I, I watched his documentary, actually. There's a documentary on Netflix uh, about Benzema and why he's not playing in the, in the World Cup, essentially. So, you know, you wh- whoever can, you you should watch it. It's it's really interesting. It's two hours long. <laughs> um, two hours long. Wow. Yeah, but, but it's very interesting. And it just talks a lot about him and, you know, how he started and why yeah. things happen the way they happen so but it's incredible because you know they have players to spare you know like they say okay we don't play with Benzema we don't play with Riveria that's alright in Colombia we have Riveria Benzema even if they committed the worst crimes they will be there you know, yeah like, we even don't have players oh my god even if they kill someone yeah, yeah. well I don't know about that but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know if they find them with like hookers or stuff like that eventually they will say okay that's fine you can come back. D- don't yeah. do that. Slap don't do that. Yeah, st- stop doing yeah. that. <laughs> don't yeah. do that in public. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I've never seen the Colombian Federation banning somebody. Never. Yeah. No. Never. That's crazy. So so I see France, you know, just as a, as a strong, very strong team. Uh, a lucky team, too. To, let's be honest. I mean, and that plays a part. Um, things have worked out when they had to for France and you know that plays a part too the lack of the champion uh, on the other hand I see Croatia as a team that man I mean they have played three extra times in this World Cup the mental strength you must have to have to go through that peril of because you're playing half an hour more and that's a lot um, is you know it's, it's, from a, it's from a different world yeah, so and they I, play penalties against Denmark, right? Uh, and yeah. and against uh, Russia. Russia, but that, that was penalties as well, right? Yep. And then 
now they want in the extra time as well yeah so crazy so much i think what you said is totally right yeah they played one in one entire extra match more than france think about it three extra times 30 minutes each 90 minutes plus um so it's the, the, the mental strength you must have just imagine yourself oh my god we're going to extra time again jesus i mean mm. that's that so I think that could play in their favor. What could play against them is that they have played a, an entire match more than France has. So, um, I mean, it has been ways. They prove that they can cope with the pressure. You know, yeah, like, exactly. playing an extra time, I've seen players like teams failing in the extra time. Yeah, just crumbling. Um, yeah, England today, <laughs> for yeah. instance. But I mean, you have the strength and the, the stamina and, and the mental concentration to keep going I guess is fine that's part of the game that that to me is their biggest strength honestly I mean they have they have an extraordinary team uh, a decent defense you know a world-class midfield Perisic moving on the sides Mansukic, uh, you know being where he has to be or if he if he doesn't need to be in the, in the middle moving to the sides too just a great team in general yeah Luka um, Modric is amazing man. yeah my goodness and Rakitic uh, but Perisic <laughs> yeah but 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 that mental strength to me is probably their biggest asset and i'm excited it's gonna be a great final i mean not what i imagined for sure um but definitely definitely something it's gonna be it's gonna be great yeah it's gonna be great i i looking i'm really looking forward for that match it's funny because you know the england is gonna play against belgium which yeah. sounds, sounds also like an exciting team an exciting match but you know like the third place yeah. match is like just I don't know. It's, it's it's kind of embarrassing as a team also to play that. Like in so you know, like I f I, th I bet the players just want to go home and relax. Yeah. They, are, they don't want to like pay for a third. Right. Yeah, no, that I doesn't agree. give you anything extra. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. But I I'm still gonna watch it. <laughs> <laughs> On Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, last year Brazil lost against the Netherlands do you remember and and the Netherlands scored like 3-0 again or yeah. something like that yeah well I mean they had they had been destroyed before so yeah yeah their morale was in the trash back then yeah I you know when Belgium started playing Brazil I was like oh my god here it comes Brazil is gonna get beat the shit out of again but no it was just 2-1 <laughs> so and you know I thought that in the beginning right obviously when the game kept you know moving forward they they played well brazil i think deserved to tie that game to be honest um but they they couldn't yeah yeah definitely definitely they needed just that i don't know brazil played with so much like laziness you know like not laziness in in the way that in the physical laziness more like a mental laziness like they and same with argentina they play like sometimes they played like they didn't Feel it was a workup, you know, like just like a regular match, and I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. To to me, it was interesting to see how Brazil just at the end kind of crumbled. I mean, I, I didn't, I I don't know if they could they could have won this World Cup. I mean, obviously not. Uh, but I definitely definitely didn't expect them to lose so quickly. Um, I thought they'd at least make it to the semifinal, and I I, I honestly saw them winning it. To be completely frank with you. They have a good team on paper, and they played well. I mean, they trashed our qualifiers. Um, they they played well. They they're friendlies. They play really well, and 
to me, the first red flag was that game against Costa Rica. I don't know if you saw it, but they barely won. They won in the last second. And then at the end of the game, Neymar starts crying his eyes out because mm. of all the pressure, you know. I mean, understandably, right? But you're like, oh, crap, you know. He's, he's, they are struggling. And again, not that Costa Rica is a horrible team. They're not. They defended and played really well that game. Um, I, I don't know. I just... Expected more, and I'm disappointed that the South American teams didn't do so well in this World Cup. Yeah, yeah, they need definitely to change the mentality and start making players. You know, like we we saw in this World Cup that most of the players that are playing this final and uh, play the semifinals are under 25. Definitely, there is something yeah. happening in Europe that is not happening in South America. You know, and yeah. And we, South America, should start, should start thinking more about competing and not just making players to be sold in yep. European market. To make money. I yeah, agree. to make money. They should like try to make a competitive tournament, a competitive Copa America, a competitive Copa Libertadores. You know, start thinking little by little to bring in new players, maybe make like a U20 tournament, things like this. You know, I don't see any of that happening. But definitely, it needs to be done. Otherwise, the Comebol is on their way to become a CONCACAF, which not to offend CONCACAF, but you know that CONCACAF eh, never achieved anything in the international stages. You could so, say that they haven't yet. They haven't yet, and I don't think they are gonna <laughs> do it. <laughs> I mean, sad, sad but true. Yeah, we should definitely have an episode about why we think that, you know, South America has not performed well um, in the last several years. I mean, like we were discussing, um, the last time a South American team won the World Cup was in 2002, and it was the Brazil of Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, Roberto Carlos, Cafu, Rivaldo, Dida. Uh, I remember I remember them all. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and the last time that they that a team won uh, a South American team won the the Club World Cup um, was in two thousand twelve. 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 And uh, Corinthians was was their last. Right? Yeah, and the player that scored the goal was Paulo Guerrero. Just for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think that that was against Chelsea. And if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, wasn't. Uh, who was the coach of, of, of Chelsea back then? Oh, I don't remember. Wasn't it the... Uh, no, I don't know. I don't know. Gra there was like a, a Israeli coach. I think it was him. Yeah. But anyhow, like... You know, like, it's been eight years. In which, yeah. like... You know, like, South America goes to these tournaments and don't achieve anything. And yeah. that's that that should be taken into consideration. Like you know, if I were the president of Comebol, I would be talking about these issues with the whole the leaks and all the federations and see what to do. But yep. it's, you know, it's, it should be it should be definitely a red light. Definitely. Yeah, you know, like scary. something like to think, sit down and what are we gonna do? Because yeah. before they had Grondona who could like arrange stuff. And was so powerful that they could do whatever, but now he's out, he's dead. And now, yeah, you know, like you cannot arrange stuff, you have to play with talent and achieve stuff. So, so yep. definitely something they need to worry about and to do. 
The coach was, about... the coach was Roberto Di Matteo. Oh, Roberto Di Matteo. And Rafa Benitez afterwards. Oh. Yeah, didn't know that either. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> well. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, thank you very much. We are gonna. Do you have anything else to add, Edgar? No, I'm good. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening, and um, we'll be okay. keeping up to date and making episodes every week. Yeah, so starting next week, uh, probably our next episode is going to be about the final and the third place match. And uh, probably there are going to be some news about players moving in and out, so probably going to bring some of that. But thank you for listening, and keep, uh, keep us posted. Keep us in your your podcast <laughs> thank yep. you very much thank you so much bye